This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 124. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. In today's episode, we're going to discuss what you can do if you have a meat craving. Help, I have a meat craving. <laughs> that sounds like a disease. <laughs> yes, it does happen. And it's really nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, a lot of us were raised on meat. And so it's natural to crave it both in the physical sense and then also in the social psychological sense. I mean, I grew up in a in a world of barbecues and and especially being here in Texas. I mean, it's just a very meat-centric type of state. So it's really nothing to be ashamed of, but we want to talk to you about some ways that you can help satisfy those meat cravings without succumbing to them. But first, we have a rating. Yay, we have a new rating. Yay. All right, so this is from September 24th of 2015 from Hugo Gal, who says, I listen to you both whenever I can. And she says, I love the show. These ladies are super fun to listen to and very informative. I just started to listen to them last week. I'm in episode 19. I have oh, that's a long the wrap. way to go. Yeah. That was the veggie wrap <laughs> episode. Yay. Uh, I have a long way to go. Can't wait to catch up. I'm sharing all my learnings with my coworkers, and we all started to juice in the office. It's great. You are teaching us how to live a longer and healthier life. Keep up the great job. Thank you, Larissa and Vicki, for all you do. And I want to make a correction. I said she, and I actually know that this is not a she, it's a he, because I've talked to him. So awesome. I'm sorry about that. Thank you very much for that rating. We really appreciate it. Yes. We also wanted to give a shout out to everyone who responded to the email questionnaire that we sent out. Uh, Well, I say questionnaire. It was really just one email. One question. Yeah, one. Well, yeah, it was several questions in one email. We sent it out last week or earlier this week, I guess, Mm -hmm. and got some really good responses. What we asked was kind of just what's on your mind? What are the things that are that you're thinking about as a vegetarian, as a vegan, as someone who is maybe not fully vegetarian or vegan, but trying to eat more plant-based, what what are the th- things that you're dealing with? What's your challenges? And we wanted to ask that question because we really wanted to understand what other folks are going through and where we can help to add some value, where we can really help to serve you out here. We want to make sure that we're covering topics that are important to you guys that where you're challenged. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're your home girls. Right. <laughs> home girls. I don't think I've ever been a home girl. I'm excited. Now you are. I am. Wow. Uh, moving up in the world. Hey, uh, so yeah, so we ask questions like, um, you know, are you looking for easy recipes? Are you looking for, you know, kid-friendly recipes? Do you have challenges relating to family, friends, coworkers, things like that? And we got some amazing responses. Yes. Awesome responses. And please don't think either that this is closed. This is a closed subject. (laughs) We're always looking for ideas. So please make sure you can either email us, vicki at vegetarian.com. 
zen.com larissa vegetarian zen.com you can post it on the facebook page or either our public or page or in the peas and carrots society page uh there's a lot of different ways you can or you can leave a comment in the show notes i mean we're just always looking for ways that we can help better serve you guys so please be sure to to keep that channel of communication open we, we do make deliberate attempts throughout the year though to really just ask that question and remind folks that hey we're here for you so uh, any any information you can give us is is just going to help everybody really right and speaking of peas and carrots i you know i just got to say too that this group had this peas and carrots if you're new to uh the podcast the peas and carrots society is our closed group on facebook it's not a private group it's just closed which is just request to join but this group has exceeded m- just all my wildest thoughts and ideas and and hopes for what it would become. You know, when we started it back in January, January, yeah, of this year, I was thinking I would be happy with maybe 20 or 25 members and, you know, everybody kind of like chit chats and everything. No, 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 no. We are up to 227 members. And so many of you are active in the group and talking. Some of the discussions will go and get 20, 30 comments. I mean, it's phenomenal sharing recipes, sharing concerns and problems and and issues and wins. And so thank you guys so much. And in just such a supportive way, and I will say this, I was out, I'm not going to name any names, but I was out because we do subscribe to on Facebook, like other vegan vegetarian resources. And I was out on one page where I saw this back and forth fighting between people. And I just thought, this is exactly why we do what we do with respect to this podcast and with respect to the Peas and Carrots Society and how we really try to promote such a great, supportive group of each other. I mean, what you will see is just a lot of folks supporting each other in the Peas and Carrots. No judgments. I mean, some people say, I've had cravings for like meat mm-hmm. or I've had, I've, you know, I had to do, I had to buy meat for like this family member or something like that. And just how supportive this group is of each other, just recognizing that we're all just trying to do the best we can, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, we've come to think of you all as our, our family, you know, and our friends. And so giant virtual hugs. Yeah. To everybody. I mean, it's just, I'm so proud to be part of that group. Mm -hmm. It's just such a great group of folks. Yay. All right. So let's go ahead and move into our main topic, which is about how to deal with meat cravings. Now, as I mentioned, we all get them and it's, it's really nothing to, to be ashamed of. It's just a, especially if you're hungry or you're in a public place where you're just part of the atmosphere. I mean, it's just, it's understandable. So mm-hmm. we're going to just talk about some tips for how to deal with those. Right. Yeah. So I, I guess the number one thing is don't, don't, den- well, don't deny it. And that when, when we say don't deny, that doesn't mean give into it and, you know, you have to go out and eat bacon if you crave meat. But don't let it make you feel bad. Don't feel like you're a bad person. And don't let anybody else make you feel like you're a bad person. Yeah. Especially. If you're on a it's just like if you're on a diet and you see a giant cupcake. ice cream sundae or a cupcake <laughs> or something. It's just like yeah, you know, you can't you can't uh you don't want to make yourself feel bad and make yourself feel worse about the situation. Be kind to yourself. Right. And just for the record now I want a giant cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, so most of us grew up eating meat. And so it's not just physical cravings that you may have. In fact, I would even argue that 
it's less about physical cravings, probably the majority of the time. And it's more about, you know, associated with smells or events or things like that, that kind of would make you actually crave that. Because I don't when I, if I crave like a piece of bacon or something, I just don't think it's as much the physical, you know, my body is not needing bacon. It's more of, oh, you know, that smells good or that smell reminds me of Sunday morning when I was a kid and we would have waffles and bacon or something like that. So there's more of that associated with it. Yeah. So some of the, obviously one of the first things you can do is look into some faux meat replacements. So Mm -hmm. we're talking about tempeh, seitan, uh, tofu, things like that, that bacon that you actually get now. What is that made of? It's tempeh, I think. Is it tempeh? It's it's sweet earth foods. Uh uh, And it's, uh, yeah, I think I think it's tempeh, but it's, I love it. And it smells like bacon. Yeah, it does. So, I mean, there again, to your point, when I'm waking up and I smell, if you're already making breakfast, I can smell that with coffee and that smells like morning. Right. I mean, that's, and there's nothing to be, I don't beat myself up and go, why are you, why do you want, like yeah. the smell of bacon? Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, that's what I was used to, you know, for the majority of my life waking up to. Right. All right. So then you you can think about making perhaps some meatless versions of your favorites, even if you don't use those meat substitutes, because some of them I don't dig. Like like I was telling you, I, I we talked about this in a previous episode. I wanted some country fried steak. I was craving country fried steak here in South Texas. That is like with Tex-Mex food, country fried steak is like a, its own meat category. I mean, its own uh, food category. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I was craving some. And I tried a, I think it was a Saitan. yeah. I did not dig it. Yeah, but, that's... Yeah, but perhaps there is another way I could have made that without the obvious meat replacement, without the fake meats. And I was thinking about this because you and I have really gotten into portobello mushrooms lately. Mm-hmm. So something like mushrooms for meat. And, oh, and the other thing we just recently got turned on to was the... Fajitas uh-huh, the, with, the, with portobello cool. mushrooms. Oh my gosh, those are so good. Yeah. So you think about like what texture are you trying to simulate? So for me, when I think about the country fried steak, it was really this battered, crunchy kind of mm-hmm. thing, which yeah, portobello with the chewy mushroom could center. probably work yeah. with that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I think we just it haven't would. tried that. I'll have to try cutting them. See if I can cut them like long ways. Yeah, that's. I have to yeah. try that. And really the other thing here, we we they used to get all the time was chopped barbecue mm-hmm. before we became vegetarians, and we recently found jackfruit mm-hmm. that will is very much like that texture, even looks like it. Yes, and it takes really on does. the flavor of the barbecue sauce. Right, and then you know I just make my homemade barbecue sauce, and you put it in a slow cooker with the jackfruit, and it's just it. It's just like putting a pork roast in the the slow cooker with barbecue sauce. I mean, you do exactly the same thing. Right, right. And then, of course, like with burgers, you can use beans or lentils, uh, chickpeas too, right? Mm-hmm. Can can yeah. kind of simulate some of that. So mm-hmm. mushrooms. Those are also again. other replacements. Right, right. And you know, again, you you had mentioned the going back to the faux meats, the faux foods, just for a second. Um, we do eat some of those. The corn products, Q-U-R-N, corn, is those are the ones that I like the best. I think that we use the, like the chicken tenders for for different things. and, and uh, Their use, nuggets are amazing. The nuggets are amazing, but we they're, they're kind of calorie high. I know. <laughs> and so we don't eat those a whole lot anymore. But the one thing I did want to mention about those is you don't want to be eating those all the time, like with every meal, because a lot of them are processed foods. I mean, they're, they have other ingredients. They're not 
you know, natural. I mean, t- tofu is processed, but it's minimally processed. And but when you start getting into like the the burgers and the the uh, nugget replacements and the meat, like the meatloaf, that's processed. So it does have other stuff added in. That's a really good point, and that's why it's so important to look at these other op- uh, um, these other options as mm-hmm. well, like the jackfruit, the lentils, the beans, the those types yeah. of things before even looking at some of these faux meats. Right. But some of these faux meats can help you though too. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. It gets you through like a, a hurdle or something. Um, so another thing that's good is you can use the same seasonings that you would use on meat on vegetables, and that will help kind of give you that flavor. If you're looking to replace, if you're looking to simulate the flavor and not necessarily just texture or instead of texture, if you use poultry seasoning, that's vegan, it's just season. It's just uh, herbs, right? For the longest time, I thought it had like poultry. Oh, like, like it was like chicken, chicken stock or something. <laughs> like dried chicken. There's dried chicken in it. Uh, no, it's actually just herbs. It's I know sage yeah. and marjoram and yeah. you know things like that. So it's vegan. You can use, and I do use that when I make our vegetable pot pie. I use poultry seasoning. I use the. Um, uh, it's fake chicken stock. It's. It's flavored with poultry seasoning and it's vegetable stock, so it kind of gives it that flavor. Um, marinades and different rubs, dry rubs, you can do the same thing on portobello mushrooms or even on patties, you know, like the bean patties or whatever that you would use on meat. Yeah, a lot of times when you're craving some of this stuff, you might not actually even be craving the actual meat itself, but just the seasoning of yeah. it, the flavor of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's a good idea to experiment with some of these things. I think a lot of times when I when I think about it, and I know a lot of people too who aren't even vegetarian or vegan think about like roasted vegetables. You just think about plain roasted vegetables and don't really think about adding some of these seasonings to mm-hmm. it that can really help to satisfy a lot of the cravings you have. All right, and I've even added dry seasonings to vegetables before I steam them. Uh, Mm -hmm. And another thing that you can do that's good is you can steam. And we talked about this when we talked about the in the episode about frozen vegetables. You can instead of steaming over water, you can steam over vegetable broth. And that will kind of infuse the vegetables with some of that. Um, So that's a good idea. But here's another one that I like for as far as broth goes for cooking vegetables. For if you're making soups or stews, sauces, gravies, things like that, you can make a kind of meaty, rich broth by adding certain ingredients to vegetable broth. So things like tamari, soy sauce, liquid aminos, uh, Bragg's liquid amino is a good one, vegan Worcestershire sauce, which they do have, uh, red wine, red wine vinegar, black pepper. And these are the things that kind of will give it that kind of rich, meaty taste. Yeah, especially around wintertime, everybody likes those really mm-hmm. hearty type of stews. Those mm-hmm. are kind of comfort food. Right. You, you, these are really good things to consider. And just going back to the Worcestershire sauce, you just want to be careful that it does say vegan on it mm-hmm. because not all Worcestershire sauces right. is vegan. Right. All right. So what about some other tips? Well... One of the biggest things I know for me is I need to make sure that I don't get too hungry mm-hmm. because when I get hungry, then I start to crave everything under the sun. Sweets, mm-hmm. meat, mm-hmm. everything, I, yeah. salt, mm-hmm. everything. And the, the thing about me is that it's a cycle. And so like I'm craving, if I'm craving something sweet, then I'll eat something sweet and then I'll 
it'll feel so sweet that I'll have to eat something salty to kind of like get that sweet out of it. So then I've vicious had, loop. So then I've had like five thousand calories and and <laughs> and, uh, and I still feel and then I feel just awful because I had all that you know. So just make sure you eat. And the best way to do it, I think, at least for us, we've found is small meals or snacks in between and just small things, not like huge giant thanksgiving size meals you know and then you get really hungry in between yeah i wanted to say too um hope you don't mind me saying this but we're back on weight watchers Mm -hmm. we had kind of gotten a little bit off of it for a few months and i just didn't i really dig the structure i like having some accountability i don't do well without accountability and usually what that means is we drift back towards vegetarian junk food vegetarian when we're not on weight watchers well and we also enable each other we do. Really and it's just like, oh, that. just a batch of cookies or yes. just and, and again, you can fool yourself into thinking, well, that we made them and right. we know the ingredients are good. So because we buy organic sugar and, you know, everything is organic but and it's but it's still <laughs> calories. So yes. we got back on. And I told Larissa, I said, you know, I really want that structure back because it felt like we had some sort of accountability. And of course, you know, Larissa and I, we make no secret about this is that we've both still struggle with our weight and Larissa is diabetic and we want to make sure that we're taking care of that because it can get as you get older especially that can really become a serious issue and even though we're both still relatively healthy overall I mean Larissa does have some things she's dealing with but me I mean I'm overweight but I'm still pretty healthy I mean my blood pressure is great my all this stuff is really pretty good I want to be sure that I don't let it I don't take that for granted. And mm-hmm. because that there's not just because that's the way it is now, it doesn't necessarily mean that's always the way it's going to be. Right. And I can't help but feel that being overweight is what has led me to like some of the issues I'm having with my Achilles tendon and mm-hmm. with some of my joint pain and all of that. I mean, that weight over time on your bones will really start to wear them down. Right. So. The same thing with my diabetes and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, and I think that, and we're both, like you said, we're both very open about it. I'm open to questions. If anybody is also struggling with this type of thing, you know, you guys can ask me anything. I don't care. I mean, I, I, because I just want other people to benefit from the stuff that we go through. Yeah. And you know, um, what I like about Weight Watchers is that it, rewards you the better you eat so mm-hmm. if you're not familiar with how that program works essentially it counts calories for you but without actually having to count the calories mm-hmm. they convert them to points and what it does though is that it rewards you for vegetarian for vegetarian type of thing oh well, mm-hmm. i don't so vegetables and fruits are zero are points yeah. so you don't dip into your budget with that what mm-hmm. I, which is what i really like so some the one question i've been asked before is that vegetarian friendly it's not like these other pro, a lot of other programs where you have to eat their food and it's not necessarily vegetarian or vegan friendly this you can pretty much eat what you want it's just a matter of allotting for it in your budget. It's making smart choices. And yeah. and by the way, this is not an advertisement. We are not sponsored by <laughs> Weight Watchers or anything. This is just because we really do like it. And I think what we've discovered, and we were talking about this when we started it again a couple of days ago, is that what works best for us is we sign up for their three-month plan. Uh, you know, you save like 20 bucks if you sign up for three months What's as it, like opposed 20, to monthly. 20 bucks a month? Yeah, like 20 bucks so a month. for the for the if, online if, yeah. only, we don't do the meetings. Yeah, but what we've discovered because this is the third time that we've the third I guess cycle that we've been on Weight Watchers, and what we've discovered is that that three months is kind of a perfect amount of time for us because by the end of three months we're kind of we need a break. 
from it. And so I think what we've discovered is the last time we did it was uh, in May, right? We ended in May, I think, and then we stopped it. And this is uh, October. So I think what we've found out is that kind of three months on and then a couple months off, I think last time good, we waited too long, though. We waited too long. I would say, I would say for us, maybe three months on and then a month break might be a good, yeah, a good because it doesn't seem time. it seems doable. I think what doesn't seem doable, and it seems, is when you go into this all or nothing mentality, which mm-hmm. we tend to do. It's like, oh, great, I'm gonna have to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Well, no, not necessarily, and it kind of just makes you more aware of what you're. It made me more aware, even once we got off of it early on. Now I drifted off after mm-hmm. that, but early on about. Oh, that's got a lot. I know, like you mm-hmm. were saying, the corn, yeah, good stuff. But we were having, you know, yeah. like six, a little six pack for lunch of those. That's a lot, yeah, <laughs> and really it's is. and it's processed food. Yeah, so maybe their chicken tenders was not not the not the processed mm-hmm. ones, or uh, they're all not processed, the breaded but I mean, ones. not the breaded ones. Yeah. The ones that aren't breaded are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So it was making more more aware of those types of choices. Right. All right. So all right. we kind of got off on a little tangent yeah. there, but that's okay. Um, another tip is to stay hydrated. So dehydration often can be confused with hunger, which I didn't know. Oh, yes, definitely. That A lot of times when I'm feeling a craving, here's the other thing. It's not even just uh, dehydration. Dehydration is one, but sometimes boredom mm-hmm. can fe- feel like hunger, right? Like yes. you're hungry for something and your mind goes, we need something and going to go get food mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and it might be that that is that is that can be... Um, that can mask itself. There's right. a lot of different things. And then uh, the, another thing is is your biggest push, I think, the thing that you advocate for a lot is to remember why you're reducing or eliminating meat from your diet in the first place. Yes. It's always about, for me, I think if you have a big enough why for anything, that you will do it with no problems at all. And I always think about, and this is why I said when I watched those documentaries that we watched a few years ago when we became vegetarian, I made myself watch those pictures as disturbing as it was because I knew I would only have to see it that one time. Mm-hmm. I haven't really exposed myself to it that much over the years, but uh, over the last few years. But I will say that when I think about bacon or I think about whatever, mm-hmm. all I see is that. Right. So it's about the big enough why. And if you really feel like you you might need that extra push, go back and watch whatever. If, if you, assuming that you uh, became a vegetarian for the animals, go back and you don't necessarily even have to watch the disturbing things. Go and watch a documentary about an animal sanctuary mm-hmm. or go visit an animal sanctuary site or better, go right. visit an animal sanctuary and just remind yourself. And I think yeah. the why is might be enough to just get that, get you over that craving. Right, exactly. Okay. All right, let's move into the recipe of the week and i think i i unknowingly gave it away away. (laughs) right this is um this is the portobello fajitas that we were talking about and the recipe that i use is actually from cookie and kate i love cookie and kate if you haven't been to cookieandkate.com go i love it i get so many recipes from her she's not strictly vegetarian or vegan i don't think um but she does have a lot of good vegetarian and vegan recipes i've used her quite a bit so these are the ones that i have are actually portobello and uh, poblano fajitas and but i never have poblano so i just usually do the portobellos and then we do onions and stuff so but they're still really good all right are we ready to go into the quote of the week yes and i want to preface this by saying that this was actually a quote 
taken from an email that we got a couple of days ago from a listener. Uh, her name, and she gave us permission to share her name and any part of her story that she that we wanted that we felt was good to share but this was just such perfect timing she wrote to us not in response to our email that we sent out but just she used our contact form she wanted to tell us her story with vegetarianism and veganism after hearing episode 122 which was us talking about vicky's presentation that she gave zen and the art of being me and so uh, Christina wrote us her story, and I'm not going to relate the whole story here. It's 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 a long uh, thing, but at the end of her email, she said something that was so perfect for this episode uh, that I told her that we were going to use it. So here's what she said: She said, "Vegetarianism shouldn't be sold by putting up some perfect facade for the world, where everyone is perfectly healthy and happy in the community, and no one second guesses themselves or struggles with the social aspects of vegetarianism. That attitude just makes vegetarianism seem unapproachable. Ultimately, I think that doing something is better than nothing." That is so awesome and perfect. It it was perfect. So Christina, thank you so much. Thank you for being a listener, for reaching out to us through our website, for sharing your story and for giving us an awesome quote this week. And, so. again, and that goes right into what I was just saying about looking on some other resources and seeing some people bickering back and forth mm -hmm. at each other. It's like, you know what? It it's not perfect. Way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? Newsflash. People are not perfect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for capturing yes. that. I think that's yeah. just the essence of, of not only just this episode, but also why we're here. Mm -hmm. Exactly. All right. So what do we want to ask our listeners this week? All right. We want to ask you all, if as a vegetarian or vegan, do you ever have cravings for meat or other animal products. So if you're a vegan, do you ever just crave milk? Mm -hmm. um, and how do you handle those things? Mm -hmm. uh, is it, all right, hopefully you're not beating yourself up, but maybe there are some tips that you can share with other folks that can help them conquer any of their cravings without succumbing to them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I got to, I got to add too, if you do have a craving for meat and you eat something if you eat a piece of bacon or something i mean that's not the end of the world forgive yourself if, yeah it's forgive okay. yourself or maybe that's just your structure maybe that's the way that you need to do you know to be a, a vegetarian or a reducitarian and that's okay yeah Forgive yourself and move on because mm -hmm. it's it's about it's when you say you know I guess this wasn't cut out for me because you had a piece of bacon, and and that to me is is worse. I mean, if just get back up and and uh, mm -hmm. get going again. That's right. what life is about, right? Yeah, and you know, one more thing before we go, when you say forgive yourself, I kind of want to caveat that because when you I think when you say forgive, it implies error, you know that you did something wrong, um, and if you are a vegetarian who feels that eating meat is wrong, then okay, forgive yourself. But in and of itself, I, I you know, I don't think that we should say that eating meat is wrong. No, but I think it's such a, a personal choice. It is. But I think that if for, I think a lot of people who are vegetarian mm -hmm. and vegan that do that, that, do that, they, they do feel yeah. like 
I'm a bad person yes. or why am I, why does this smell so good? I know what's going on mm-hmm. behind the smell of bacon that smells so good. Yeah. So I would venture to say, I, I agree with you, um, but I would just venture to say that most of the people who are identify yeah. as vegetarian, I know if I did, mm-hmm. I would feel horrible. Oh, I would too. I would really yeah. feel horrible just, and, but and so that's why I'm kind of saying that to myself yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, that no, if it ever happens, too. forgive yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Moving on to the next episode until next time. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.